An all-new analog horror series begins here. Galaxy of Film and Mayhem Pictures presents The Artist, 1996 Now available on the Galaxy of Film YouTube channel. Galaxy of Film presents Let's fucking go! Welcome back to the brand new episode of LFG, and it is me, Max, coming back to host one of these again. It's been quite some time since I've done one of these. However, I'm not alone, thankfully. Joining me this week is our man himself, Uncle Brian, from the Old Republic podcast and Drink the Movies. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Max. Thanks for having me back. Always good to uh, come on and chat a little bit more Star Wars with you. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for having me back. It's going, going good. Had to, had to think back on this one. This one's been a long time in the making. It seems like every time I come on to do something with you, Max, it's been a long time in the making. Uh, this one, this one's no different. <laughs> no, you're not wrong at all, man. Yeah, everything is kind of a long time in the making, but we're just that prepared here at Galaxy of Film. You know how it is. But uh... yeah, Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Only the best. Only the best. That's right, man. That's right. And yeah, it's always good to talk about Star Wars as well. It's been quite some time since we've done Star Wars together. I think it was since the Ewok movies last year with uh, mm-hmm. with Eric Walker, actually, if not mistaken. That's right. But... That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. I actually just went back and uh, re-listened to that because I was uh, recommending it to someone. We had that conversation. And yeah, getting to talk uh, with Eric was, uh, was really cool. But the coolest part of that was I got to uh, also hang out with our pal Curtis, who's here again today. So Absolutely. <laughs> Beautiful segue, man. Curtis, how are you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent, man. Doing excellent. Surviving, thriving. You know the whole nine yards. How about Fucking you? Fucking preach, brother. Nah, shine to live, brother. <laughs> you know, Curtis, you're kind of like a, like a cuddly Hulk Hogan with your brothers. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, I've never heard that be described. All right. That's going to be my Tinder bio. I'm a cuddly Hulk Hogan. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> What's new in your life, Curtis? Fill us in, bro. Uh, honestly, man, not a whole lot. We're getting ready to do my convention circle again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, moving out of my apartment for the... for uh, God, it's been like four years since I moved here, so we're trying to finally move out of this area, which is good. Okay. Um, and okay. then trying to plan for my Japan trip for closer to the end of the year. Very nice, man. Moving on up in the world, I see. Oh, God, I'm trying. It's the one thing the government does is it pays well. <laughs> I can't relate to that part, buddy, but I'm glad you can. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us this week, we have none other than Jedi Knight Lex. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Feels good to be back. Yeah, I'm glad to get you back on here. Funny enough, uh, last time you were on the show was as well my last LFG when we were talking about The Mandalorian Season 3. Um, link down below for that. So it's been quite some time now, and we're following up with Star Wars Visions Volume 2, of course, finally. Uh, but yeah, tell us a bit about what's going on in your life, Lex, some of the content you've been putting out recently. Fill us in with, with you as well. 
Yeah, I mean, the conventions are starting up again, so I'm going to try to go to as many as possible, kind of cover that. I just did, like, Megacon, so that was really cool. I got to do a photo op with Hayden. I got to go to the uh, Jedi Double Feature panel, so I've got all the videos for those things posted. Doing Mm. reaction videos to Bad Batch and kind of just everything in between, essentially. If it's Star Wars, it's probably on my channel. Okay, very nice, very nice. I know you got to be enjoying some of that Bad Batch as well, of course. Um, oh, season absolutely. three finally dropped recently. Um, still got to catch up on season two, but of course we'll eventually cover that on Galaxy of Film here on LFG as well. But uh, yeah, guys, let's go ahead and start diving into Star Wars Visions Volume 2. This dropped last May the 4th, and here we are uh, in February 2024 discussing this gem of a show. And yeah, Brian, did you watch this right away when it released? Uh, yeah, it was a it was definitely a day one watch for me. Um, okay. It was something I was really looking forward to. Um, the season one of Visions I thought was incredible. I really loved it. I loved kind of the artistic choices for Visions uh, Volume One, um, which I think we actually talked about here on an episode as well. I think uh, Curtis and I may have mm. been on that one if I recall. Sure. But um, yeah, it was something I was definitely looking forward to when I watched the the panel from Celebration. They brought out like all the studios that were doing uh, season two, so I was I was really excited from the standpoint that. Like the studios were coming from all around the world, um, you know, tell, you know, their kind of twist on Star Wars. And I thought that that was really interesting. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely day one. Watched it, you know, uh, kind of first thing in the morning, grab my coffee and then uh, original language and then uh, the the dubbed. So got a, got both in that first day. So very nice. Very nice, man. Got to do a little of a double feature going on. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Now, Curtis. Obviously, you're one of the big anime guys here we've had on Galaxy of Film since, you know, the last, uh, I don't know, every damn episode we put out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you've been very vocal about loving that first season of Star Wars Visions. Um, Whenever it was announced that this was kind of taking a step away from the anime style and kind of going a more diverse route with other cultures and countries getting involved with this, what was your first reaction to this? What was your anticipation for season two? I thought so. The traditional like moving away from like you know the anime aesthetic which for me is totally fine because mm-hmm. you traditionally at least here in the states our big like animation thing is definitely like here in the west especially america and then our other form of entertainment is definitely like, the more like eastern japanese chinese side of stuff so seeing a lot of these studios that are definitely like a mixed culture of us uh, say like central america maybe like a little bit of a like, european which is definitely very interesting to me mm-hmm um, and I was, I'm always excited to see new animation style because I just love the range and scope you can do with animation. So I was just super excited just to see all these new different styles kind of mesh together. Okay. Okay. Very nice, man. Very nice. And Lex, I'm very curious to kind of hear your thoughts real quick on season one of Visions because you weren't here on the show whenever that was coming out a few years ago real quick. Yeah, I mean, I loved Visions 1 when it came out, so Mm. I was super excited when they announced they were doing a second season. I I think on May 4th, I watched all nine of the episodes, Okay, but I really enjoyed Season 1. I think there was a few episodes that I didn't really care for, but the one that I really, really liked was the first one with the Ronin. I thought that was by far the best animation style, the best story. I really liked that one, but I I watched all the episodes, but there was a few I didn't care for, but I feel like with Season 2... There was a lot more episodes that I really liked, and it was hard Mm. to kind of rank them, like which one I liked the most versus, you know, things like that. So I don't know. It was tough. I agree on that. Season two, it was definitely a more um, 
a more solid entry in my opinion well season one had its high and lows you know i could definitely put a clear ranking as i'm watching them but season two like like all, all these like compete very well against each other all of them are very very solid entries in their own unique ways as well you know they're not completely comparable and i love that about season two um and we'll obviously start diving into that in kind of a moment real quick um, but a little bit of a recap real quick. I know whenever we did the first Visions recording, which linked down below for our listeners, um, we kind of went episode by episode discussing all these. Instead of that, because this has come out so long ago at this point, to um, the point where literally a child could have been conceived and born. It's been that long since it's dropped. Um, we're going to be kind of discussing the season as a whole instead. But kind of for a recap for our listeners, episode one is called Sith. The second one is called Screecher's Reach. Three is In the Stars. Four, I Am Your Mother. Five, Journey into the Dark Head. Six, The Spy Dancer. Seven, The Bandits of Golok. Eight, The Pit. And nine, Iowa's Song. Um, yeah, another nine entry. You know, obviously Disney Plus has kind of been known at this point for having a formula for some of their shows for like a standard how many episodes we're getting. You know, a lot of the Marvel and uh, Star Wars live action stuff's eight episodes. Some of it's 12, and with Visions, it appears like we're sticking with nine per season at this point. Um, which I guess is, is what it is, you know, with these being kind of like an anthology story being told for each individual one. Um, the formula doesn't quite bug me as much as it does for just a scripted overarching show, a narrative. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and kind of dive into some standout moments for season two. Off the top of our head, Curtis, you've been the biggest advocate for Star Wars Visions on this entire podcast. Let's start sure. off with you. What are some of your favorite moments in this season? So I'm going to write this down by favorite moments to probably my favorite episodes because those are usually where my favorite moments are lying at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think my top ones is I like Sith, especially for like the art style they're going for. I think that's probably the most unique looking one out of this entire bunch is the first one. Okay. With that whole, like, kind of like Art Deco, well, not Art Deco, but more like splash color mm-hmm. kind of a look. I thought was very interesting the way they played around with all those colors. I thought was very cool. Um, episode five, I was a big fan of because that one is like the most traditional anime style we have from like, this season. Okay. The Journey um, to the Dark Head? Yes. Okay. I just like the, I like the idea of that, of these people who just kind of are and the back end of the war and like transcribing what's happening. I think that idea is super cool. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see more of that explained, but if we don't, that's fine. Okay. Um, I think my favorite one is the spy dancer. I love that concept. I think that's probably the most visually, also the most visually appealing to me, at least a lot of like big sweeping shots, especially with her dress that goes mm-hmm. on. I think it's played very well. I think it's super smooth. I like the way the art style looks on that one. Um, all the rest of them, I like a lot. There are just some moments in there to where I wasn't super, like, I wasn't super, especially this season. I wasn't, there's some episodes where I'm like, okay, this is kind of mad to me. But, like, I understand why this is being made. Like, um, mm-hmm. in the Stars episode three, I really wasn't into that much. I liked yeah. the idea of it. I I thought it looked good. I just I really wasn't super invested into it. Okay, um, I mean I get that. I I can I can see it with within the stars specifically. Um, I don't know, man. Like I, I like season two or volume two. Excuse oh, me. Oh sure, sure. Um, but I agree. Like they're they're unique and it, it's it's each one of these feels distinct enough as well. Yes. For you to have these these draws to them, kind of like the spy dancer. 
Correct. Yes. Um, like episode two, Screechers Reach. I thought it started off kind of weird, but like mm-hmm. once they get like move into like this whole cave area, I thought it like really picked up on like the concept of what that one was a lot. Okay. Um, I'd say episode seven, eight, and nine are probably for me the weakest. What? Okay. I. Um. So episode nine. I just really, I don't know. I just really wasn't into it. I wasn't feeling it. It looked great. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the story was for me. Like, I I get what they're trying to do. I wasn't really super into it. Um, Eight was this kind of, I've seen this kind of story play out a bunch of times in other media. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this is the kind of story they're going for. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Looks great. I like the visuals of it. I just really wasn't super sold on it. And then Bandits of Golak, I thought was fine. It felt like it could have been just like a, like a side story Clone Wars episode. I was about to say it looks kind of like Clone Wars. That's it's the most Clone Wars mm-hmm. one we get. Yeah, um, uh, eight is, dude, eight's my like second favorite in this. The pit. Okay, I love sure. that seeing sure. s- seeing the Empire abandon everybody at the bottom of this pit is so cool. Um, it, it really enforces how ruthless they are. That's one thing I love seeing. Um, since Disney's gotten Lucasfilm, we're kind of getting this harder look at the Empire through a lot of uh, the Star Wars projects over the years. And I love it. And oh, sure. seeing them do that in animation, because, you know, obviously, you know, the movies are one thing. And in Solo, we kind of see, you know, a literal and uh, like a literal take on like the Imperial March, for example. We're seeing the Stormtroopers be a militia, be a military. We're seeing cadets in the whole like and, and like entryway for the empire right um yeah in the card in in rebels and i can't say clone wars because it's the clone wars but in rebels in other forms of animation we've seen like forces of destiny you know stormtroopers are kind of quirky dorky they can't shoot straight you know they're always missing the fodder. they're there yeah. to be like whatever yeah so it's cool yeah. to see them in animation be ruthless like they are in live action like this Sure. You know, it's a weird little flip for yeah. Star Wars where finally we're we're kind of seeing the the other way around. And yeah, I love the pit for that, man. It looks cool. Okay. I like seeing everything light back up with everyone, like all the, the voices coming out of the cave. Gorgeous episode. Sure. Gotta disagree with I the just, Curtis. I, that's to- <laughs> see, that's totally fine. Because there's so many other ones that we can agree and disagree with. That's why I like visions. Is yeah. the animation and the anthology stuff. We can always pick the ones we like and don't like and discuss it about. That's what I like about visions. Yeah, I feel you. What what is your favorite one that you said, Sith? Uh I'd say Sith visually, but I think my favorite overall is probably Spy Dancer. Okay, Spy Dancer. That's a solid one. Unique pick, okay. I think my overall favorite is Awu Song. Um I love the animation for this. It looks very much like uh, Yoshi's Woolly World slash Crafted World, like Kirby's Epic Yarn kind of sense. Um, very Nintendo-ish, and I, I don't know, I love this. This was gorgeous. Um, a nice runner-up, though, was I Am Your Mother, which is the studio behind Wallace and Gromit, which was really cool. Um, you know, I it, it's been a long time now that I think about it since I've watched anything Wallace and Gromit. So this being my little bit of a of a nose back in the, the universe of that studio was kind of a nice little touch. Um, Lex, what about you? What are some of your favorite standout moments of Visions Volume 2 or favorite episodes? So I felt like this season had 
a pretty good mix when it came to the storytelling. There was lots of dark stories, there was lots of light stories and like lighthearted stories, and then there was some that kind of explored both avenues. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite one is probably episode five, Journey to the Dark Head. I just love that animation style, I think, as Curtis was mentioning. I've something about it just resonated with me so much. But I really liked the lightheartedness of the I am your mother, getting to see the daughter-mother relationship that I feel like every teenage girl kind of has with their parents. I feel like that was really cool. And I really did like the Bandits of Golok. That was a very good episode. I just, I liked how much they were able to put their culture into this the episode, essentially. And like, even their Inquisitor was, you know, really unique. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good episode. I mean, those three are definitely standout for me. I like the first one just because I like the story of it and kind of how she was able to decipher the light and dark and, you know, be like, look, I'm, I'm going to be in the middle, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I liked the Sith character that was in it, but, I mean, Screechers Reach didn't really reach out to me that much. <laughs> I don't know. Something about it. It was definitely very dark, so I understood, but... I don't know. I didn't. That one wasn't for me. And the pit. I don't know. It, I understood it, and it was cool to see the dark side. But I feel like the two of those, they just really lended to the dark side, and you really got to see the oppression. Even like in in the stars, you get to see the oppression that the Empire puts these communities under. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It was pretty interesting. But those are my top three standout for sure. You mentioned uh, this creature's reach real quick as well. Um, <laughs> I think the animation is probably in this one my least favorite in the whole season too. To be yeah. honest with you. This one definitely I don't want to I don't want to say bottom tier because I like Screech's Reach more than some episodes of season one, but definitely in terms of volume two is not my favorite for sure. Um, Brian, what about you, man? What are some of your favorite moments, standout moments from this season? Wow. Okay. So my favorite moment from season two, I, there's a lot. I, like all nine of these on any given day could be my favorite one. My favorite episode is Screech's Reach. Uh, it's made by Cartoon <laughs> Saloon. When they announced they were doing it, I was like. Uh, heck yeah, uh, Cartoon Saloon did the Book of Kells trilogy. Uh, the last, the most recent one of that was uh, uh, Wolfwalkers, which is incredible uh, animated uh, film, came out just a couple of years ago. So I was definitely excited That's to see nice. okay. how they spun a Star Wars tale. I really mm-hmm. loved it. It was like as close to a Star Wars ghost story as we've ever gotten and ever are going to get. And it kind of lays down this underlying thing, you know, like, uh, like said, it's 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 this very dark tale. Um, but to these kids, they don't obviously they're going to face this ghost when the the Sith mother comes at the end. You know that that kid doesn't know if that's dark or not. You know, they just want you know the the prosperity, the prospect of getting off of this planet, and you don't know what lies ahead of you. Um, at the end of that, and I really liked that. Um, there's amazing stuff really through all all the season. The Sith has been mentioned a couple of times. Um, the story was pretty good in that, but I really loved the way that they used kind of the the paint, uh, like the, her uh, as a character, like her ability to use art to differentiate between the light and the darkness. Mm-hmm. Like that was how she interpreted it, uh, which I thought was really really cool. Um, I really loved the In the Stars because it was more of this like fairy tale kind of thing with like this uh, this star map going on and uh, you know calling out to your your parents now that reside in the stars and uh, kind of taking on the Empire. So there were a lot of like taking on the Empire uh, kind of things about the Empire is bad. There were a lot of uh, kind of like Inquisitor type stories that you got in this. All right, like the the Bandits of Golok and um, I use Song uh, there. You know, kind of trying to stay hidden uh, as a Jedi. Um, mm. The pit, like um, like you said, Max. I really liked the pit i liked you know kind of as the story is a little bit um darker but i 
I liked kind of the symbolism then is, you know, the empire left all of these people in this pit that they dug out and like literally there's a gilded city that just springs up uh, right next to it. And, you know, all these people are going and enjoying, you know, all of these uh, fine things mm-hmm. in life while there's this, this pit and, you know, eventually kind of at the end of the story, um, I guess spoilers is 10 months old now. So, um, <laughs> you know, the, the city does come and, you know, uh, eventually does kind of the, the right things there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, also with Curtis, uh, one of my one of my absolute favorites, the Spy Dancer. It looks very unique because there's a lot of like computerized uh, type of animation, um, you know, some like takes on Clone Wars. So this is, you know, very much kind of these uh, pastel hand drawn sort of things. And I loved kind of kind of the Star Wars like like riff on like this World War Two, like French um, like dance club uh, yep. kind of thing and telling that story and um, like this uh, this uh, lost uh, son of of this woman who's running uh this place as, as the spy dancer um i thought it was really really great so there was a lot of really good uh storytelling in this season uh converse to season one which i liked a lot but if you ask me you know there were three or four that really kind of stood out um and they kind of bounce around which was my favorite but but this one really like there were things that i loved about all nine of these yeah that's good to hear man like i, I don't know this season one didn't impress me in the way I hoped it would. Um, but season two kind of resold that for me and definitely has me wanting a third season, which I think's been confirmed for quite some time now, probably as long as this episode's oh, been man. development. But um yeah, and I imagine we'll probably get a fourth season as long as season three is somewhat well received, you know. Um who knows? I know it's been kind of teased and maybe leaked that we're getting a what if Star Wars thing on Disney Plus I mean, I, I have my own opinions on that. We'll have to just see where that goes eventually. Um, but for now, like, this is a cool medium for that. Like, this is a good, you know, middle ground for us to have this unique anthology, you know, non-canon Star Wars stories being told. And yeah, man, you guys were pretty right. And I was pretty wrong when I was talking about Volume 1. You know, Visions opened up a lot of doors for some unique storytelling. And yeah, I am a fan now, finally. Um, Curtis, what would you, if you had to rate all of volume two, what would you have to rate it? Uh, if I had to rate all of volume two, that is a good question. So for me specifically, I think I like season one just a little bit more. Okay. So I think I can remember a lot more episodes than I can this one, even though I just watched it. Some of these, <laughs> I think just really didn't stand out to me as much and i can see that about season one too but like i feel like season one was a lot stronger overall and that could just be because it was a lot more focused on the japanese style animation Mm -hmm. which is what i'm more accustomed to um i don't know i i think this all all together i think it's like a solid like bespin at like bespin honestly it's okay solid i think if we had a whole if we took like the best episodes from this like season one and then this season I think we we could have a five, but like, I don't know. There's still some in there like, and that's just a me thing to work. Some of these just don't resonate with me as much. Sure. And that's just the style like storytelling. Nothing but the animation from any of these has been nothing but like amazing. Mm-hmm. Especially like the Walton Grandma one. God, I miss that animation style so much. It looks so good. But like, yeah, no, I think a solid bestman is like what I would rate this one. I think it's what I kind of gave Vision One, if not like a bestman all the way to course on if I remember right. Okay, I got you, man. For me, this is also a Bespin, actually. Um, I don't remember what I gave Volume 1 at all. I, I really dogged on that first season. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I really dogged on that thing, man. Um, so yeah, I don't know. This one was was quite the surprise. Um, my buddies Caleb and Drake, who are PAs of everything and have been on the podcast plenty of times too, um, they were coming over. And I think we broke this up into three different nights of watching Volume Two. I think we did three episodes per night, kind of thing. And yeah, this this was fun, man. This got me hyped up for Soka. You know, I watched Ahsoka with them as well, and this was like, oh yeah, we definitely gotta do that weekly if we're doing vol- or visions right now. You know, so I I don't think anyone intended for this to be the hype train for Ahsoka, but it was for me personally. It worked out. Um, I like the the new studios that kind of came involved with this too. I'm really curious to see who's coming back for you know volume three. If we're getting some of the same studios returning back and forth. Um, I don't know, like, I'm really curious to see whenever we get more of anime brought back, because we know we're going to get more Ronin at some point. That was something they said from season one back, because it was such a successful character, and everyone loved that first episode. I mean, Brian, you got the shirt on, for, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> I got <laughs> the know? shirt. Well, we, ha- we got the, uh, the Ronin, uh, novel. Yeah, that was uh, the came, novel as which well. Came out, which, which came out, which is my only slight against season, uh, two here of, uh, Visions, is mm-hmm. that Journey to the Dark Head also needs a novel. Where's the Journey to the Darkhead novel? That's what I want. So, oh, go ahead and get it trending, bro. Get on, get on Twitter. Let's get it. Let's get it going. Yeah, hashtag Journey to the Darkhead novel, please. No, no, no. What it, what it means? Yeah. Brian, what would you rate Volume Two of Visions? Uh, volume Two of Visions is really, really good. Um, I would say it's probably like a best spin on the way to Coruscant for me. Um, I okay. liked it a lot. I I really liked kind of all nine of these stories. Uh, a great deal. I think it's also important to to step back and remember that both seasons one and season two, for the most part, uh, people made this like at home, like in their living rooms over Zoom calls, which is absolutely absurd uh, yeah. that that was the case. And they were like as beautiful, like even if the story didn't necessarily resonate with you or uh, you weren't as into the characters or the subject of each mm-hmm. of these, you know, kind of short films, they all look like unbelievable good. I, like it's it's unreal how good they look um so yeah best man on the way to coruscant i i really liked visions volume two um i'm excited for visions volume uh three eventually i'm excited we need to get a steel book now that sony is apparently going to be making uh dvds for disney or whatever maybe we can get that i don't know but that'd be let's cool go. let's go give me a give me a nice box set dude i'd love that and then hire a different studio to do each steelbook individually to have even more creativity yeah. come in. Or, or maybe that'd, have that'd, that'd be cool. every studio do like a collage kind of piece together. Oh, that'd be neat, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Possibilities are endless. Lex, what would you rate Volume 2 of Star Wars Visions? So, I don't want to sound like a dork, but when we're ranking them Bespin, Coruscant, are we going like based off planets or do they have numbers associated? They, I feel like I missed <laughs> They have numbers associated. So, one being Jakku, uh, two being Hoth, three Naboo, four being Bespin, five Coruscant. And then if it's in the middle, like 0.5, whatever, it's on the way. Yeah, I don't know. I, in that case, then, if you break it down that way, I think I'm definitely a Bespin really close to Coruscant because okay. I really liked season two I think season one I struggled with there was some episodes that really saved it mm. but I feel like this ep- like this season all of the episodes kind of held their own in my own like in my opinion so I feel like it was a very solid season very nice to hear I mean I'm glad that, I, that everyone's came around with some positivity for this because uh I certainly wasn't there for, for volume one <laughs> I completely True. shit Can't on confirm. that show. Can't Curtis confirm. and I will confirm that, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Only the best here at Galaxy of Film, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, well, I think I'm just going to go ahead and wrap it up for this week, guys. It's always great getting on here to talk about some Star Wars, of course, for another LFG. Brian, it's always a pleasure getting you on here, too. Of course, you're always welcome back. I guess we'll keep having you on here, man. Where can right. our listeners follow you and both your podcasts? Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me, Max. I'm always down to come on and chat whenever you invite me on, so I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to connect with me, I'm on line Instagram. It's at astro underscore droid underscore, which is mostly Star Wars uh, content. And then you can follow the podcast. It's uh, the Old Republic podcast and Drink the Movies. We're in the uh, uh, full-on swing of Oscar season for Drink the Movies. We've got our contest, our pick competition going on over there so uh check that out if you're into the oscars at all and uh yeah again thank you so much for having me max appreciate it of course man of course and curtis you've been here just as long my good sir where can the listeners find you because they already should be following you but for some reason there's like two of them that aren't man they gotta go ahead yeah. and follow so primarily you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash curtis shack i am there every once in a while just because of work i'm busy but we are currently playing hell divers 2 okay um, that's kind of the big game at the moment that's having a blast with that um, and then you can follow, we are not live yet, but you can follow me and my buddy's podcast called Code Zero at Ooh. Code underscore Zero on Instagram. Um, we're going to be primarily focusing on like anime games, kind of like a weekly show review, but like with some other stuff in there, like life stuff, movies we've seen, music we like. But those mm. are the two primary focuses because that's what we're both really passionate about. Okay. Okay, man. Got the Code Zero officially. I'm loving it. Yes, sir. Been about as long time in the works as this Visions 2 episode. <laughs> Yo, bro, you say that. It's, it's been a while. Crazy. I think it was teased on the first Visions episode. I yeah, think. man, it was, I think. Yeah. Oh, goodness, man. Lex, it's an absolute pleasure to get you back on here as well. It's been far too long. Where can our listeners follow you as well? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you having me on. I'm always down to talk Star Wars with you guys, but... Um, I'm on my own channel, which is Jedi.Lex or underscore Lex, and I kind of just do everything and all things Star Wars, unboxings, conventions, just started doing reaction videos for Bad Batch, and kind of just trying to put out some good, fun content that I enjoy making and keeping it fresh. Awesome, awesome. And links down below, guys. Check it all out, as well as links down to the first Star Wars Visions episode we did. Um, And then also, what was the other one I believe we were talking about earlier, Star Wars? Uh, Mando Season 3, the LFG from last year. So check it out as well, guys. Links down below. Uh, and stay tuned. We got some more stuff coming on this week. We have uh, actually an episode discussing driveaway dolls dropping. Next week is the awards bait finale, so stay tuned for that as well. And be sure to check out our latest short film, The Artist 1996, on our YouTube channel and on the Galaxy of Film website. So thank you so much for listening, guys. If you enjoy the show, please consider leaving us an iTunes and Spotify review. It truly does help with the show much more than you can imagine. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.